In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, Word of God, reveal more of yourself to us through your presence in the Bible. Led by the Holy Spirit, guide our time of reflection. May it increase our desire for you in the Scripture and in the Sacrament. Amen. Our first reading at Mass this weekend is taken once again from the Acts of the Apostles. It begins with, Peter said to the people, but it'd be helpful to understand what had taken place just prior to when Peter said to the people. It's taken from chapter 3 of the Acts of the Apostles, and the first scene in this chapter shows us when Peter and John were headed to the temple area in the afternoon to pray. Along the way, they encounter a crippled man who was a beggar. Peter says to the man, In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, rise and walk. And that's exactly what happens. He leaped up, stood, and walked around, and went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. The people who see this recognize what's happened. They start to say, Wait a second, isn't that the beggar who was crippled? And in their astonishment, they flock towards Peter and John. And that's where our first reading picks up at Mass. Right when Peter begins to speak to the crowd who has witnessed the miraculous healing. As we take a look at our second reading from the first letter of St. John, I want to focus on one word, parakletos. It's translated as advocate in the excerpt at Mass. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. But this word advocate in Greek, parakletos, is actually a combination of two words, para, meaning by one side, and kaleo, which means to call. Literally, the word means to call or speak at one side. That's the role of this advocate, and it's a legal term for a sort of defense attorney, someone that will speak at your side, in your defense. The image being given here by St. John is really kind of like a courtroom setting. If we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is expiation for our sins. He is, in a sense, our defense attorney before the Father since he died for our sins and will speak at our side. In John's Gospel, in chapter 14, the word advocate, parakletos, is used there as well. There, Jesus uses it to describe the Holy Spirit. But look what he says. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. This advocate is envisioned to be speaking at our side, not just in the life to come, but even in the here and now. As a final thought about the advocate, some translations take the word parakletos and translate it as comforter. That's a very, very loose translation of this word. In fact, although envisioning the Holy Spirit as a comforter is quite beautiful, it's really not accurate to its meaning of parakletos, since the role of the defense attorney is not so much to speak to the one whom he's defending as it is to speak to everyone else. Our gospel for this third Sunday of Easter includes another account of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus arrives in the midst of the disciples and says, Peace be with you, which is, you may remember, exactly how Jesus commanded his disciples earlier in this same gospel of Luke to greet the occupants of homes when they enter a new city. To whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this household. Jesus is practicing what he preaches. It's possible that when Jesus eats the baked fish, this is to remind his disciples of when he fed the crowd of 5,000 by multiplying the fish and loaves. But that Jesus eats in front of the disciples is just one of three ways that he shows them they aren't seeing a ghost. In addition, he calls them, one, to look at his body, and then, two, he invites them, presumably, to touch his hands and feet by showing them to the disciples. 
All of this could be included in Luke's account of Jesus' appearance as a way to demonstrate what was probably a common response to Christians who claimed to see Jesus. Oh yeah, you may have seen him, but it was really just his ghost. Or it was really just a phantom, or something in your imagination. In response, we see in this story that Jesus is no ghost, since a ghost would not have a body, and a ghost certainly cannot eat, just as Casper, the friendly ghost. So that's it. That's your Sunday setup for this third Sunday of Easter. May this knowledge of the story behind the scripture allow you to encounter Jesus Christ in a new way this weekend. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.